Welcome to Camp, Hike, Live, the podcast devoted to helping you learn, enjoy, and explore the great outdoors. Hello there, campers, and welcome to another episode of Camp, Hike, Live. I'm Christopher Hiller, and I'm here again with Nate Harrington. How are you doing, Nate? I am doing fantastic, Christopher. Wait a minute. That's a lie. I'm actually getting over being sick, so I apologize for the sounds of the cough drop in my mouth because that's going to keep me from hacking. But in today's episode, everybody, we are going to talk about, well, it's that time of year. It's the fall colors. The leaves are falling. This is one of the most beautiful times of the year to get outside and enjoy the outdoors. So let's get right into it. So, Chris, is there anything new with you? Something going on back at your place? Well, the newest thing I think that uh, I want to talk about is we brought in a new product line in a camper, Chris, that I'm pretty excited about. It's a new line of blankets. It's perfect for the fall cover. It kind of works perfect with this uh, topic we got going on. And that's the new thing. I've been working on that. We've been trying those out. It, it, it's fantastic. So now are they like uh, like a picnic blanket kind of thing? Or would you describe them a little bit? I, I've seen so many different styles of like, whether it be a beach blanket or a waterproof or or whatever. But like, is this like a variety of things or one style in particular? Well, what I laugh a little bit about this is they're kind of like, the reason I got them and the reason I was attracted to them is they're like our army blanket. It's what we call the whoobies in the army. They're uh, poncho liner blankets. And they, these whoobies, what's a whoobie? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. If you've ever watched the old show, Mr. Mom, we, we, we <laughs> searched it and we tried to figure out where it was from. There's an old movie called Mr. Mom. And one of the kids in there has this blanket that he never lets go. Kind of like in that peanuts character with the Linus. I think it was that has that blanket. Oh yeah. 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 He calls it the whoobie and it's a big plot point. So if you haven't seen that old movie, a good entertainment for a week, especially if it starts getting cold and you need to bundle up. Uh, it'd be good entertainment to watch. But the name of the company is Rumple of the Blankets, and they're kind of like a high-end quality throw camping blanket. It's like it's made out of that puffy material in a lot of cases, and they're just good. They're high quality. They actually started on Kickstarter, and that's how they got their launch, and, and they're fantastic. They're from – they do a lot of good things. If you look them up online, if you want to look up their company, they're called Rumple. R-U-M-P-L. And anyway, we have them in our store and I'm happy to have them in there. Fantastic. A little hot. They're a little higher end though. I'm not going to lie. They're, they're kind of rough. They're designed to handle some rough play and, and be out in the elements. Okay. And we've talked so many times on this podcast about, you know, that the quality versus, you know, economically priced. And it's like, well, if you want it to last, you got to have the durability. A lot of times that comes with the price tag. Yep. And this definitely is in the top end of that quality. Uh, so yeah, it's good. I, I recommend go to camperchris.com. If you type in the search bar rumple, you'll find it. Uh, there's quite a few varieties, but yeah, I'm excited. We loaded those up and that's what's new with me. Awesome. And that leads us into the, the episode. Cause that is something that you can really take advantage of in the fall time when the leaves are changing. I've got a bunch of different ideas down here for fun things that we can do to enjoy this. And it's not just camping. It's not just hiking. One of them can be as easy as just going for a car ride. You hear about like the Sunday drivers, the people that are driving 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. Well, this is a time of year where it's kind of okay to do that because 
it's just really pretty to drive around. Maybe throw a picnic in the back of the car or the truck and, and go to a park and see the leaves, not even just the colors of the leaves, but it's fun just to sit down and watch the leaves fall or to rake the leaves into a pile and, and have the kids jump in them. So it's a very simple time to entertain yourself. Grab a pumpkin spice latte and hit the road. Well, that's, I mean, think about it. Everybody that loves Halloween, this is their time of year. Um, follow Bigfoot, another guy that I've been hiking and stuff with. He loves Halloween. This guy goes absolutely bananas over Halloween. And I get pictures and stuff from him of the decorate. He's got to spend hundreds on these decorations and has this party. It's a, me, myself, I'm not big into Halloween, but that comes with this change of season. Uh, is that something that you get into, Chris? Do you really get into Halloween and the, the, the whole spooky? Not really. It's not something we really do for... Uh, we do the trick-or-treat. We like to be that house that has the full-size candy bars for the actual Halloween. So we're, we try to be that house. <laughs> You're the good house. <laughs> I'm the good house. But we don't go all out with directions so much. You're the one that every kid wants to go <laughs> to. We, we try to be, or at least that's our goal. Uh, I, I would be the house that hands out like apples. <laughs> no, that's like, here's a treat for you. It's a banana. It's a little brown, but you can make bread. Out you're, of. you're like the dentist house that you always have to go to <laughs> and not enjoy. <laughs> well, where we live, we're actually far enough kind of out in the woods to, we don't really get trick or treaters because I mean, I think it's a half a mile to the nearest house from where I am. So we actually have to travel into town if we want to take the kids trick or treating. And our kids are young enough now that I mean, I guess my boy Asher's all two and a half. He'll probably want to go trick-or-treating this year. But uh, as far as that goes, when you get real young kids, you know, what do you do? You, you dress them up as a, a pumpkin and you hold them the whole time and you walk around. It gets more fun as they get a little bit older. But then your son's probably grown out of trick-or-treating. Well, now. that's what I thought. He's 14, so I thought we were going to get the, ah, oh, that's not cool. But this year he kind of came in the sneak attack and said, Dad, I think one more year of trick-or-treating would work. And I'm going to support that. <laughs> yeah, he just says, I want some candy, is what he says. You know, he probably doesn't even have to go. You just... Well, what's funny is he doesn't even really eat it. It's funny. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So uh, we're both fortunate enough, getting into our episode about the fall colors, we're both fortunate enough as we live in that band in the country where we get a full range of fall colors, both uh, in Pennsylvania and Minnesota, where I'm located. People come here, people vacation here, people plan trips around the color changes in our states. Right, and a lot of people don't have that, don't actually have that they see. They have to travel for it. But it is really nice. And there's so many things that happen around here because, like you said, in, in our areas, this is a quite a big thing. Uh, one of the, the ski lodges that's pretty close to my house, they do this whole elaborate festival and like you can get on the ski lifts and they'll actually take you up in the ski lifts there's no snow yet but you can see all of the colors there so when you go to some of these areas of the the country that has the fall colors a lot of the businesses will actually support them and have different activities and stuff to go see and i'm sure that just a little bit of research you could figure out you know what place is a good place to go around me a lot of the uh fall festivities are tied around like apple orchards and pumpkin patches and they tie them in with the hay rides and the whole kind of, they make a big event of it so even if you have little kids you can go for a day and you can enjoy the fall colors and still have entertaining time with both your uh, husband and wife and children and dogs and you can bring the whole family and, and, and all the accessories right and it's funny you said hay rides i was actually looking down at uh we do a hay ride every year uh just a, a group of friends and i and we live out in a rural area where there's a lot of farms and i'm actually grew up on a dairy farm so we have tractors and wagons 
wagons and we'll put together a group of people, maybe one wagon or maybe there's two tractors and two wagons. You fill the wagons up with some straw bales or some hay bales as seating and then you get a group of people together where you you put some comfy blankets over the bales, you cover up because it's always a little bit cooler, but you cover up, you get, like you said, some spiced cider, you get maybe just some hot coffee, but you could do like a, a pumpkin spiced lattes. I mean, there's all this, this kind of like seasonal treats. And then you do that joy ride. I mean, I think that the loop we do is about a 15 mile loop on a tractor going about 10 miles an hour. We take all of these little back dirt roads and it's like a moving party, you know, or, or uh, just a moving gathering where you're always bumping up and down. And if you've never been on a hayride, I really suggest getting to a place that has one even this fall because they're a lot of fun. Well, and the good thing about the fall colors is your camping hasn't stopped. So all of your state parks, your national parks, your forest elements, uh, your local campgrounds typically go through October or or well into October in my region. So even if you're not from the area, you still have that opportunity to go in and camp and uh, enjoy the fall colors as well as a camping adventure. Right. There is There is a couple things that, or you want to hesitate, not hesitation, maybe a little warning. Uh, And it's obvious with the fall colors and the change in the seasons, it gets colder and you need to prepare a little differently than you have in the summertime where you don't maybe bring your bug spray. You may need to bring the mittens. Is there, is there like your go-to for your fall gear? Like what, what would you normally wear if you're going to go out in that nice, you know, brisk fall day? Well, I'm all about the hoodie. I love grabbing my favorite hoodie and I probably had the same one for a decade or more. And I think I lost my hoodie and then bought the same one because it's just that comfort that, hey, this is my go-to thing. I'm not so much into like, you know, snow pants or that much. I like to feel a little bit brisk, you know, so I don't like to bundle up so I'm toasty warm, but just give me a hoodie and maybe a little little stocking hat and I'm happy. I'm with you on that. I love the little chill. A big go-to for me is to think about like your head, your neck, Uh, in in like your torso, those are a real good, you know, focus when you want to keep yourself warmer and be able to adjust your temperature with your clothing to overall make yourself feel uh, either whether you want to feel cozy or like you said, and I'm, I'm with you on that. I kind of like that little chill. You're like, oh yeah. Cause it is, it's that feel of the, like the atmosphere. It, It changes things, but where I'll normally wear like the stocking cap, being able to remove that stocking cap and put it on, you can change your overall temperature quite a bit. And it's the same thing with a scarf. You lose a lot of heat from the top of your head and around your neck. And you'd be so surprised that just a couple wraps with a scarf around your neck and not changing anything else that you're wearing, you can really change the way your whole body feels. Your body is meant to heat yourself up uh, starting with your torso. So by, you know, heating your torso or keeping that warm, it allows your body to spread warm blood throughout the rest of your body. So really, instead of putting gloves on, you can just layer your torso up and accomplish kind of the same thing. I kind of laugh. I think I was tortured when I was a kid uh, with a scarf. I remember getting it caught and pulled at the playground and I just hated scarves my whole life. And then they came out with, I don't know if you ever seen that show Survivor where they have those buffs. Say what? Yeah, so it's just like a tube of fabric that you can slide over your whole head and by pulling it up around your ears or using it 
as a scarf, or you can flip the bottom up to to cover your mouth. It's a very versatile product. Well, I sell some of those in my store now. Those are my new go-to. Like I don't wear a scarf, but I'll put that buff on. And just that little piece of cloth around your neck just keeps you so warm and toasty. It's fantastic. And then if the breeze comes and you want to cover your face and your nose and your ears, it's awesome. I, I love that whole buff product line and that whole concept of that product of a, a stitch scarf or a closed open-ended hat kind of thing. It, it's awesome. Yeah. My wife and I actually wore a buff on our whole through hike because of the versatility of this thing, you know, you were able to change it up depending on any kind of weather that you were getting into. And by wearing it on your head or your neck, you can really help keep your body at that temperature, you know, that you're looking for. And we carried it for 2,200 miles and used it every single day. I still have a buff. Sad stories. I did lose one on the Appalachian Trail and had to replace it. But I still have a buff and I wear it constantly when I'm outside. So when you were hiking on the Appalachian Trail, did you get into the season where colors were starting to change near the end? Or was it a green greenery all the way to the end? I'm trying to remember how your hike went and if you actually got any colors while you were hiking. Yeah, it was one thing that we didn't get to take advantage of or one thing that we didn't get to see. And if I was to do the trail again, I would like to have done it a little bit later. Our schedule was really... Uh, strict when we were able to to hike the trail with with my wife in medical school we only had a certain amount of time that we could actually hike and we started very early early February and then uh, ended the early part of July which cut us out from being able to see the fall colors and also uh, we didn't really get a green tunnel which is something that is the Appalachian Trail is often referred to uh, because of the greenery that kind of engulfs the entire trail. And when you're staring at a section of trail, a lot of times it looks like this green tunnel. We were so early that the leaf color wasn't there yet. We actually got to see a lot of sites in the south that people normally miss because there wasn't any uh, leaves on the trees yet. So we did miss out on the fall colors, but I really think that I'm going to be doing the AT or at least sections of it again and I will definitely keep that in mind. And that's the great thing about the fall colors and the, the hiking and camping in the fall is those colors you can do. You don't have to have that long trek like you did. You can go back and revisit some of those great spots when the colors are changing. I would guess Maine and Vermont would be fantastic this time of year, uh, as well as Pennsylvania, New northern New York, Minnesota, Wisconsin. It's fantastic. There are companies that only operate this time of year that lead some of those fall tours, at least in my state of Minnesota. Uh, and they do a great job and people flock to them by the droves. Uh, one of the things, much like you described, are some of the ski resorts that turn into bustling hubs of commerce in the winter this time is when they start and they make sure everything's working and they they take people out there and when you're up in the hills that's where the trees are right and a couple tips i just thought of this now because my mind is very fantastical a couple tips would be if you're looking for uh, that very open view, you're going to get beautiful colors and patches of colors in uh, a, a big scenic view, but it's going to be a little uh, dicey because you have to, depending on the weather, if it's very cloudy or you know overcast, if you're looking for a more safe trip to go on, you know, you can focus on taking pictures of 
trails and under the trees. One of my favorite things to do is like a lot of the phones now have the uh, the ability to do a slow motion. Go and take a branch out of a tree, take whoever's hiking with you, position them under the branch, and then shake that branch and click the slow motion on your phone. And you're going to be left with this picture of someone smiling and these leaves slowly coming down over top of them. And it's really, really cool. It's, it's a lot of fun to do. And I know that there's apps on your phones and a bunch of junk that you can make it happen, you know, fake, but to do it, you know, really do it and go out is a lot of fun. And if you're underneath the trees, you don't have to worry about whether it's a beautiful day outside. Uh, it could be overcast and you could still have a lot of fun in the woods as opposed to trying to see it from the top. You know, I have to say that's one of my biggest recommendations when it comes to fall colors is grab a camera. I know a lot of people use their phones and the phones are getting better and better on the camera action. Go ahead and take photos. My wife will be the first to verify that I've never been one much for fall colors. They don't motivate me as much as they motivate her, but I do enjoy getting out there and being outside. So if she's enjoying the colors and I'm enjoying the activity, taking photos of everything that's there and the changing colors, it helps bring that in and it helps me appreciate it, especially when the winter hits and you got three feet of snow outside. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's not talk about that yet. But I, I'm with you Moving on, on away from snow. <laughs> but for for me, I'm the same. I feel like I've been numbed to the fall colors because we've seen it so much. I, I've grown, I've grown up in it. We've got four seasons, and fall is a big one. And I, I don't find it as fantastic as a lot of people do. But where I really see how how it takes some people that really enjoy it is we do a, a, a fall pig roast for my stepmother's birthday every year. We have this big get together on top of this hill behind the farm and we roast a whole pig. We have a lot of food, a lot of great people. I mean, there's normally about 150 people there. We've got a couple tents set up, a couple fire rings. Everybody brings blankets and gets all cozy. And the view from the hill is all of the, the, the fall colors. And it's coming up here in a couple weeks and it's a lot of fun. But for me, I don't do it for the colors. I do it for the socializing with friends. But a lot of the people that come up there, you see the cameras come out and the wide eyes that people get that aren't you know used to seeing it as often is really cool. And that's really why we did this episode on fall colors is if you're just starting out to get to the outdoors and, and this is something that you know sparks your brain and gives you some happiness, get out there and use it. I mean, get out there, enjoy it, take your pictures, talk about it, create memories. We always talk about the living part of Camp Hike Live. This is a good good spot, that sharing it with friends, creating that memory and going on in the future and maybe even making a tradition of going to the pumpkin patch or Absolutely. going on a fall color tour with your family is a good way to help insert the outdoors in a semi-permanent or at least in a habitual area for your family. Right. And it is so simple. Like I said, at the very beginning is, is just as easy as getting in your car and going for a drive. You don't even have to get out of your car, though. I do recommend it. And the scenery is free. You know, it doesn't cost you any money other than what it did to gas to drive where you're going or the, the food to fuel your body to move around. So it, that's the other thing is it's low cost uh, injection into the outdoors. Today's episode is brought to you by Come see Camper Chris He's got all you need A camping guru Outdoor buff Your expert on stuff He's also camping out In social media So come see Camper Chris now, there is one thing that we should talk about. I believe that you know, in this podcast, we do bring expert advice and very intelligent 
conversations because we're super smart. But we also should bring in uh, advice on some of the dangers that can be associated. Do you know where I'm going with this? Well, there's there's obviously all kinds of things. This is the time of season where your animals tend to be a little aggressive as they're preparing for the winter. As you're looking up, you need to make sure your ears are open and you're looking down and you're staying out of the way of the local wildlife as well. And I think the, the big one for me is it's hunting season. Uh, a lot of these areas what you have <laughs> that yeah, you're, I can see you right now. You're like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Yeah, it's hunting season. So a lot of these areas that do have the, the the change in the season, they're going to go through a hunting season. And anytime you're getting ready to go out here and enjoy it, take the time, do a little research on the area that you're going, find out not only uh, when the hunting season is, what animals are in season, inform yourself on what you're getting into. Uh, because sometimes in some areas of the country, the hunting, you, you know, they can't hunt on Sundays. So it's a, it's a good time to go is to go out in the woods on Sundays. Some places you can hunt on Sundays. Sometimes the season for animals is short. Sometimes it's a little longer. It all depends on what state you're in. So make sure you, you do your research. Uh, it's always good to avoid early mornings and, and late evenings is a time that's very good for hunters. They're catching the animals, you know, waking up and going out to, to eat and then getting to bed down. So it's really a hesitation that you should take, not a hesitation. It's really a step that you should take is that is, is informing yourself in that we've actually had some tragedies in our area, just not this fall, but last fall, we had two people that were, were killed during hunting seasons in, in hunting accidents. One was a hunter and then another was someone that went for a walk in the woods during hunting season. Uh, you should always prepare yourself. There's rules and regulations on wearing a certain amount of blaze orange. And I just really want to put it out there for people that want to get out there and enjoy it. There are some steps to take to keep yourself safe. Do you have any anything to add advice to that? Yeah, uh, it's really dependent on your local state. Like, for example, in, in my state, there's only hunting on the weekends, or at least there's a designated weekend for hunting. So it's Saturday, Sunday. In one case, I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But really, it varies where you're going. So if you're going somewhere, just talk to anybody. The, the local populace typically knows when the hunting season is where they're at. Uh, you can get that information at a coffee shop, a gas station. Uh, and if you need to, call the local police department yeah. or, or the DNR website. Yeah, the Fish and Game Commission. Or Department of Natural Resources sources in in your area it could be fishing game or or something along those lines yeah I, I think and I'm sure there's websites out there it's actually surprising to me to hear you talk about your hunting season up there being mainly on weekends whereas white-tailed deer are so in such an abundance where I'm from that uh, right now we are in archery season for white-tailed deer it'll be two weeks worth of archery hunting Archery hunters can hunt every single day except for Sundays. They have to be, they can't start hunting until first light and they have to leave the woods before it's dark. There's no hunting without the sun. Uh, and then that's two weeks there. Then I think there's two weeks of rifle season. I, I could be wrong. I think there's a week of muzzleloader in there. And then uh, two weeks of buck season and then another two weeks. I mean, we, we're hunting deer for what is probably closer to a month uh, where the only times that are in the woods where there may not be hunters is on that Sunday. And then if you go into New York state, they can hunt seven days a week. So you, it's really 
depending, like you said, on the state and on the area and just take the time to find out before you get out there in the woods, just to be safe. And take your own precaution, dress brightly, uh, whether it's blaze orange. If you're not a hunter, you might not have any blaze orange and there may not be rules where you're going, but just wear bright colors. Don't wear your, your dark colors so you blend in or don't wear your browns so you blend in. Just make sure you take the precautions to dress yourself and your children and your husband and your pets uh, in a way that, hey, Somebody can see me. I'm over here checking out the leaves. Right. And be loud. I love to be loud. I love to be loud and I love to talk. So go ahead and do that and you probably will be all right. I think that's probably going to wrap it up for this episode. We've talked about a lot of things. Now it's your guys' job to get out there, do your research, and enjoy the fall colors this fall. It is going to be a great year. Uh, and I'm very excited. Find your happy in the colors what, or the outside, whatever it is. Get outside and enjoy yourself. Uh, we're going to leave you today with a quote. Cooler weather, colors, hot chocolate, comfort food, campfire stories, and hoodies. Now that's my kind of camping. Until next time. Bye-bye. If you like what you have heard today and you want to hear more from us about camping, hiking, and living the outdoor life, we ask that you subscribe to our podcast, share it with your friends, and help us to keep coming to you. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can do that on Facebook. Search Camp Hike Live Forum.